Hey, what's going on, everybody? It's your boy, Val Cisco, dropping some knowledge about Anchor. Guys, have you ever wanted to record your own podcast? Don't you want millions and millions of people to listen to what you have to say, whether it's about Zeus, whether it's about sports, whether it's about everything that's going on in the world of quarantine? Guys, what are you waiting for? Download Anchor. Anchor basically is a one-stop shop for all your podcast needs. It has creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or your computer. Number two, it's free. Guys, it's free. There's not a lot of freebies out there, so grab this. And of course, Anchor will distribute your podcast so you can be heard from different places like Spotify, iHeartRadio, Apple Podcasts, and many, many, many more. You can make money off your podcast too with minimum listenership. So right there, guys, like, listen, this is a no-brainer. Download Anchor. It's pretty fantastic. I love it. Hell, thank you, Anchor, for giving me the platform to speak about all the random things that I do. Uh, it's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. So please, once again, download Anchor. You can download it off the Apple Play Store, the, the Google Store. I don't know if you guys have Blackberries out there still. Uh whatever is out there download it it's freaking phenomenal you guys won't regret it take care ciao nat oh my god you're here what I'm ready you guys ready you ready for hellfest what is a hellfest dude it's so fucking dope it's a traveling horror night has horror mazes in it oh, and people totally lose it in there are you ready to enter the depths of According to legend, a girl was killed here last year, for real. Some girl got totally gutted. Killer left her body in the park for three days. They thought she was a freaking prop. Nat, they're fucking with you. It is time for shot to help us. Look at working for me, baby. Look, the more scared you seem, the more they're gonna come after you. You have to just play it cool. You can just do it. It was like really fucking real in there. I love this place! Hey, what's going on everybody and welcome to another great edition of At The Movies, always brought to you by Sideshow Conversations. It's me, your ringleader of the night, Val Sisko, and today we're going to deep dive into a movie that just came out over the weekend and... How great is it that we get a Halloween-esque movie? And we're talking about this in the beginning of October. And I'm happy, guys. I love October. I love the Halloween-themed month. It's such a great month, in my opinion, full of ghouls and goblins and slashers and bashers and all the uh, craziness that bumps in the night. So, yeah. I'm excited. I'm excited, and really, this movie kind of kicked it off for me. I've been eyeing it down for a long time, and I don't know. It looked cheesy at first, but I really wanted to give it a try here. And This movie is called Hellfest. Hellfest is a 2018 American slasher film directed by Gregory Plotkin and written by Seth M. Sherwood, Blair Butler, and a couple of other people as well, too. The film stars Amy Forsyth, Bex Taylor-Claus, Ray Networks, and Tony Todd as it follows a group of teens who are stalked by a serial killer visiting a traveling Halloween carnival known as Hellfest. Guys, 
This is a fun movie. We're going to talk a little spoilers in this, so I'm going to play my little spoiler bumper if you guys don't mind. Spoiler warning. Spoiler warning. Spoiler <laughs> warning. Alright, now that we have that out the way, let's talk about Hellfest and my opinions about this movie. And quite honestly, I came in to it with low expectations. I didn't know what to believe or what to think about this. I thought it was one of these teen, I guess, scare movies that were just shelled out for no apparent reason, especially by Lionsgate, who sometimes are hit or misses. Um, but it honestly did surprise me. Yes, it's a very cookie-cutter movie, and it harkens back to the old days of slasher films, very paint-by-numbers, but it was a fun movie, in my opinion. Um, the whole aesthetic with the carnival theme, with the, um, with the uh, overdramatic um, haunted house themes that we see today, whether it be, um, uh, I want to say, the 13th floor in Arizona or, or Fear Farm and things of that nature, really captivates that kind of audience right there. And I think the success of this movie is because... People kind of just want that right right now. People want to be scared and want to kind of live in that little horror-themed world that we've created as a society, to be quite honest. Um, it, like I said, it has very much paint-by-number characters, and it follows a, a very, very simple plot, but it's a fun movie. The main character, Nally, she's not that fleshed out. You know, she seems like a girl coming back from college. About to see her friends, who's played by Rain Edwards, Brooke. And, you know, Brooke has another best friend that's moved in with her, who um, is Taylor. And Taylor kind of, you know, she's actually Pidge in um, Voltron series on Netflix, who's fantastic. And she's the comedy relief out of this whole movie. Um, but I guess there's, like, some kind of quarrel between all three of them. I guess best friends are not getting along. You know, the new best friend, the old best friend, and... I don't know. There's like a a deeper, darker history with Natalie that we don't really get. Like, we don't really dive into, you know, stuff happened in the past, but we don't really talk about it. It's not really essential to the plot whatsoever, but it was interesting to know that she has a past that we really don't talk about. Uh, of course, that she's crushing on a guy named Gavin who got them, you know, full access tickets to Hellfest so they don't have to wait in line. They can go full access, get on all the attractions and have a good time. Of course, you have, um, I want to say, uh, Barker, Tony Todd's character as well, too, who's like the dumb jock in a way. And Asher as well, too, who's like the bro, bro, what's going on, bro? So you get these really, I guess, <laughs> traditional characters when it comes to slasher horror movies. These teenagers that are hormone crazy and just want to go buck wild, kiss on the rides, and have a good time. Nothing scares them because it's them against the world. Kind of S right there. So I guess, you know, we see that. Um, let's talk about the main big bad of the, of the whole movie, The Other. Um, very interesting character. Nothing new about him, but does harken back to a Michael Myers-esque character. Um, wears a mask, you know, has a pitch, uh, a little ice pick or a knife sometimes as his murder weapon. You get an interesting uh, first scene on Halloween at the one of the original Hellfests where yeah, you see a bunch of girls looking like they're in their teen, teen years is just, you know, going through the maze and he catches her, guts her, and hangs her as uh, an attraction. So everybody doesn't even discover her body until the smell of riding corpses uh, lingering in the Hellfest area. But yeah, it's a pretty good start, in my opinion. 
I like it. You know, it sets the tone of what this guy can do. Very mysterious, very methodical. Uh, even has a little hum, which I do like, because a lot of these serial killers in these movies, these slashers, they're very silent. You don't get to hear the character. You don't really get to hear, you know, Michael Myers do anything besides Grunt or Jason Voorhees or even Ghostface besides, you know, his little phone calls that he makes. But this one, a little distinct. It was a little annoying, but it was distinct. Um, he does a little... um. Um, Jack in a Box team uh, theme, the dun 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 dun, pop goes the weasel, which is very weird, very innocent and very creepy. Um, he wears this mask that kind of looks like I don't know a beat up um, mask. It's hard to describe. It's very beat up, very um, skin texture like. Uh, it's very distinct, nothing like I've seen before. If I did see it, it's probably from like a 300 movie. Um, so that was interesting, and his costume design is nothing big either. It's just a guy in a hoodie. So they really play on this character as very simple that can get into anywhere and do anything, especially in a, in a carnival theme like this. He can be anyone, which is pretty crazy in my opinion. Do I like the character? It's decent. It's decent, and um, it... it, it... I don't know if it'll stand the test of time, but it'd be interesting to see if this is, I guess, the millennial version of Michael Myers. Not giving it that due right there, not to say that whatsoever, but you never know. It may have a cult following. He may have that cult following as well, too, in the next four to five years. I don't know. Um, the setting of the movie, it's um pretty fun. Like I said, um, you get the whole vibe of a giant, you know, haunted carnival attraction where, you know, everybody's getting scared. There's different creatures and features all around the neck of the woods. You know, there's hay rides and different themes of carnivals, too. I like this setting because there's different levels. It's kind of like a video game or kind of like any kind of carnival you've been to or at least a haunted um, attraction. You know, you get to a one point that starts off pretty decent, and of course, the more you go, the scarier it is. And of course, this being Hellfest, the farther you go into it, the scarier it is, especially once you go to the Hell area, which is pretty fantastic. Um, I liked it because it did remind me of all the times I went to these haunted houses or haunted attractions with friends and getting scared and getting messed up and like having the thrill and the adrenaline rush to just go crazy. So you get that right there. It captures that magic pretty well. Um, the practical effects are fantastic as well, too. Everybody's dressed up in their own makeshift costume, which is pretty cool. And I don't know. It just it fits. It fits in this movie. I, I enjoyed it. I, I enjoyed all, all the little different set pieces in this movie. Um, let's talk about the murders. Even though we got a simple murder in the beginning of the movie... The movie does, it doesn't drag, it just makes you wait for these murders. You kind of earn them in a way as well too, not like you're killing somebody just to kill them, although the first kill did seem like that. It, it feels like there's somewhat of a motive or there's somewhat, I don't know, it's like a picking and choosing that the other is doing. We don't really know, they really don't go into it that much, but you do get a satisfying murder of each character. I mean, one of the murders, like I said, spoiler alert, um, and it's very uh, cliche, you know, the guy 
um, falls, you know, he trips, well, not trips, he gets hit, falls down on one of those strongman hammers with a little bell, and, you know, his, his head's gonna land right perfectly where he hit the, uh, where the hammer hits, and, of course, the other takes a giant mallet and just smashes his head into pieces, and you see it in all its glory and gloriousness, and it is fantastic, pieces flying, chunks of brain all over the place, it's very great, and I love practical effects, and it gave you that. There's one thing I respect about this movie is the practical effects, is the blood and guts and oozing and goozing that we really get from um, the original slasher movies, like a Freddy Krueger or Nightmare on Elm Street to be more apropos, like a Friday the 13th, like a, um, a Halloween and things of that nature. I love practical effects. Um, there's another scene where um, one of the characters is... Um, basically guillotined, and at first she's playing around with it, and it's like a fake scene at first, where it's more for a sideshow attraction, but then she actually really gets locked into it, and of course, kind of Final Destination-ish, you know, he does the guillotine maneuver, and it's a dull blade, so, you know, a couple of times you're gonna, you know, do it, most likely. <laughs> uh, use your imagination, or go see the movie, you'll see, it's gonna kind of make you cringe just a tad bit. Um... Yeah, so I, I think the kills are very fun. Uh, they're not outlandish and they're not crazy. Like you'll get in a Jason Voorhees movie where you're getting like, you know, a uh, harpoon through the neck and things of that nature. Very practical. And they all make sense. The main character, like I said, um, she is being stalked by this character throughout the whole movie. I, I don't know why, though. I think there's more of an attraction with the other Um when you see his second victim in the movie, it's really about an annoying character. You see girls in the background saying, you know, um, basically belittling him in a way, bumping into him. And basically that's where he gets his chase for that girl at first. And in a really disturbing scene, one of my favorite scenes in this because it's so disturbing, so real time, where all the girls are, you know, traveling, you know, the main characters are traveling in one side of this attraction, and this girl is getting stalked and saying, help me, help me, help me, and you see the other basically come after her, and in a scene where it's very disturbing, like I said, he captures the girl, and he's looking at the main character. He's looking at her face, and Natalie is just like, well, uh, I guess do it. Because she thinks it's an attraction. She thinks it's all part of like the show. Like, you know, when you go to like a, a haunted fest or you go to like one of those Universal Studio lots where they do Halloween or Six Flags where they can kind of touch you or kind of like threaten to like murder you. She thinks it's that kind of thing right there. And of course, this girl gets stabbed right in front of her. And it feels all too real, but she watches it and observes it and the other looks at this. I don't know if it's an attraction, I don't know if he's getting his nads off to this, but it kind of just feels like that's what made him choose her for the next victim. Whatever attraction it was, he was drawn to her and her friends. Um, you see her at odds in a way, too. You know, she's fighting feelings for another guy named Gavin, who is this very dorky character, kind of bumbles and stumbles, kind of like how I do, never does anything right, and he's you know, one of the first manies that kind of get killed. Um, his character is nothing 
nothing really big, though. All these characters, especially the guys, they're nothing to really salivate for whatsoever. It's really the relationship between Natalie, Brooke, and Taylor that really kind of give you something to, like, think about. All these characters have different personalities, with Taylor being um, more outlandish and funny, uh, with um, Brooke being more kind of, like, pristine in a way, and, of course, Natalie being the heroine. Uh, they all have something to give to this right here. Uh, like I said, very paint-by-numbers. You could probably talk about this amongst yourselves without even watching this movie and know how the ending is. Um, and I won't spoil that right there. I will say that it has an interesting ending. And it has the makes of a sequel, in my opinion. Uh, we see um, a part where the mask that he does wear, there's more masks uh, when he goes home, it's like he, he has a mask for every occasion, and it's pretty weird. He goes home, and there's, like, a mask, like a devil mask, um, like, more of, like, a samurai Japanese mask. Um, different kind of mask, like, I think I saw about four or five of them. Probably YouTube the ending as well, too, at this point in time, and see that. And I'm not sure if that just means that we'll get another Hellfest or another other character killing spree. Um, another thing that we see, which is very weird toward the ending, um, you get to know that the other is a father. We never see his face, we never know his identity, we don't know exactly what's happening with this character or his motivations, but we know he's a father, which that little Jack in a Box, Pop Goes the Weasel song is kind of disturbing because that is a children's song and he has a child. So we never really get that explained, but I wouldn't mind if we get a sequel explaining all this. So it has me intrigued for a sequel, and the whole movie had me intrigued from start to finish. It was a very captivating movie. It was a very fun movie to start off October. If you're in the Halloween spirit, if you're in the slasher genre spirit, if you want to get your fix on before, you know, the remake of Halloween comes out. Well, it's not really a remake. It's a sequel. Sequel? Sequel remake, in a way? It's like a sequel to Halloween 2 or a remake of Halloween 2. It's all messed up right there. But if you can't wait and you want to get your fix for a slasher movie, go watch this movie right here. Hellfest is fun. There's even a surprise appearance here by Tony Todd. You know, the man who played Candyman. He's like your ringleader carnival that's introducing everybody to Hellfest. And it's a very small role, but it's fun to see Tony Todd back really giving you that uh, creepy vibe once again, not just as Candyman, but a guy who just doesn't care, just wants to really just thrill and chill you. So, if anything, that was fun. This whole movie was fun. I, in my opinion, I give it like a, like a 5 out of... No, you know what? I'm going to give it a 4 out of 5. There was some stuff that with pacing that kind of really bothered me. But in, in all, it was a fun movie. Um, not that long whatsoever. Um, I, I think about 89 minutes. So you can watch this movie. You're in and out. You're having a good time. Like I said, it's uh, distributed by Lionsgate and CBS Films. Uh, the production company is Tucker Tooley Entertainment. You know, um, the music is pretty fun as well, too. It has a very creepy, eerie music by, I believe his name is Bear McCraney. I probably botched that name, but I botched everybody's name. Um, yeah, it's a fun movie. Um, very paint by numbers, but I think in this day and age, we need a little traditionalism for our movies. We need to go back sometimes and enjoy what, it, what slasher films were, what we loved about slasher films. Let's, try, let's stop trying to, to reinvent the wheel. And let's just have fun with genres we already created. 
and capitalize on them. And I think that's what Hellfest does. It capitalizes on the whole haunted house aspect, but gives you a little bit more to desire, especially with endings that are open-ended like this. It has the means to be the next franchise of this generation. Maybe I'm giving it too much. Maybe a second viewing would change my mind. But on my first viewing, I absolutely loved it. The music, the most of the characters, the big bad himself, and the jokes did land throughout the movie as well too. So hopefully you guys enjoyed it. Is it for kids? You know what? Not for anybody under 13. But for a movie um, that's classified as rated R, I definitely feel that... Honestly, my daughter, who's 14 years old, can watch this. It doesn't really have any raunchy sex jokes, you know, here and there about, you know, teens, you know, trying to do it inside one of the um, Hellfest um, lovers' attractions right there. But nothing really happens. No skin is even shown. It's more of a make-out session. That's what this movie is. It brings me back to the to early 90s, late 80s make-out session movies where you want to get scared. You want to grab your girl, grab your girl's hand. She closes her eyes and gets to your chest. It's one of these movies. It's a great date movie. You need a date movie to watch? Go watch Hellfest, guys. Anyway, that's my review. I fully enjoyed it. Hopefully you guys go out there, watch this movie, support this movie, because I like original entertainment like this. Uh, if you want to talk about this movie, Val Cisco on Instagram, or even Uncanny underscore V on Twitter. Sideshow Conversations is also on Instagram and Facebook with their respective pages. If you want to interact, go ahead. And of course, Sideshow Conversations is on Anchor, which is on every application station you have, uh, iTunes, and Spotify. So please like, love, listen, rate, review, subscribe. Have fun with this right here because I'm having a blast. Um, thank you guys for tuning in. Hopefully you guys watch this movie. Let me know what you think. As always, be real and have a good one. Later, guys.